Chapter 20 of Vayikra is parallel to chapter 18. In between, of course, is chapter 19, Kedoshim. And it consists largely of a uh, list of forbidden relationships. And unlike chapter 18, it also describes the punishments for those who engage in these forbidden relationships. However, the chapter does not confine itself at all to the forbidden relationships. In fact, it begins and ends on a totally different note. It begins with the prohibition of what's called molech, and that prohibition, which the Torah describes in the beginning of chapter 20, has to do, in the words of the Torah, asher yitain mizarola molech mot yumat am ma'aretz ba'aven. So anybody, anyone among the Israelites, strangers residing in Israel, who gives any of his offspring to molech shall be put to death. The people of the land shall pelt him with stones. The Torah is not that clear what Molech is. Is Molech a particular kind of idolatry? Or is Molech sort of a generic name for any idolatry? And related to the word Melech, it's a play on the word Melech, perhaps a pejorative uh, play on the word Melech. And what does it mean to give over your children to Molech? Is it talking about child sacrifice? Elsewhere, the Chumash speaks about the peoples of the land they take their children and they burn them. They burn their children. Is that what is referred to over here? Or is it referred to some other ceremony? In the Talmud, they talk about passing children through the fire, not actually burning the children. In any event, whether Moach is a typical idolatry or whether it's specific idolatry, or whether from a technical standpoint, perhaps, it's not even an idol per se, the possibility that the Talmud uh, suggests. In any event, that's how the chapter begins. And interesting is that the focus of the beginning of chapter 20 is not just on the prohibition of Molech, but actually the Torah equally is concerned with the fact whether or not the community punishes those who are engaged in Molech. Here the Torah is very specific that God says, I will take my vengeance against, I will punish the people or persons who engage in Molech and thereby defiling my name. However, in the fourth verse, But what about if the society turns the other way, looks aside? Then the Torah says that God will be angry not only at the one who performs this ritual, but at the society in general, and God, Vasamti at Panai, in the uh, fifth verse, Boishahu uh, Vimishbachto, Vichratiotov Yet Kohazonimacharav, I will punish that person, I will, um, not only that person, but the, perhaps the entire family, and also those who follow, those who stray after him. All of those people will be held responsible, says the Torah, if they don't prosecute those engaged in Molech. So Molech is a very, very serious uh, idolatry, a serious ritual, and that's how chapter 20 actually begins. And very strikingly, chapter 20 ends uh, as well, not with a focus on the forbidden relationships, which is the main primary focus of the chapter, 
But the last verse of chapter 20, V'isha v'isha, ki yebahem ovo yidoni mot yumatu, ba'evin yegemu otam demeyem bam. Oven yidoni are two of the uh, kind of idolatrous practices that are mentioned elsewhere in the Torah. In fact, we could say, I think, with some confidence that idolatry, of course, is forbidden, centrally forbidden, but I would say that if you had to pick out two kinds of forms that idolatry takes, which the Torah forbids, one would be molech, and the other would be ov. Sometimes ov is coupled with yidomni. We have the famous story, of course, in the book of Shmuel, of the Eshet Balat ov, the medium, and ov is a medium, basically, the medium that King Saul uh, visits to find out what the future holds for him. He's very frightened. In the 28th chapter of 1 Samuel, very frightened. The Philistines have amassed an enormous army. God is not speaking to King Saul at that point, and neither is the prophet or prophets. And Saul is not visited by God in dreams, and the Urim and Tumim are not responding. So he, out of desperation, goes to the medium. Saul himself has banned mediums, says the book of Shmuel, but he goes to the medium and remarkably asks the medium to raise from the dead the prophet Samuel, who was Saul's original mentor. What is very striking, of course, for those who study the book of Shmuel, that in that chapter, the Balat Ov, the woman who's the medium, and in fact in that chapter it begins by telling us that Saul himself had banned all mediums from the land under penalty of death. But he goes to the medium out of desperation, and strikingly in chapter 28, the book of Shmuel presents a rather favorable picture of this particular woman. She seems to be a very hospitable and very kind person. It stands in striking contrast, actually, to the prophet Samuel, who's presented in much less favorable terms in that particular chapter. So the book of Shmuel which breaks many kinds of expectations throughout the book, it's an unusual book, breaks this one as well. If you had to pick out a particular idolatrous practice based on the Chumash, it's Molech and it's Ov. Molech, the beginning of chapter 20, and Ov, the conclusion of chapter 20. The middle of the chapter, of course, and the primary focus of the chapter is the forbidden relationships, the parallel to chapter uh, 18. So I'll pick out one of them and briefly discuss uh, this prohibition and how the Torah describes the prohibition. And the one I'm referring to is found in chapter 20 in verse number 17. So this, this is one of these incestuous relationships that the Torah forbids. The Torah here addresses the man. Uh, the rabbinic understanding is that in all of these prohibitions, the man and the woman are equally culpable, assuming consent on the part of the woman as well, they are both uh, culpable, 
but the Torah speaks to the man. So if a man, Yikach, takes his sister, then the Torah said, sister from the daughter of his father or the daughter of his mother. Very strikingly, the Torah does not actually explicitly mention the natural case of a sister who was a full sister, the daughter of his mother and his father, but the Torah single mentions each one separately. But presumably, by inference, the full sister, of course, is forbidden, because the full sister is either the daughter of both, actually, the daughter of his mother and his father. In any event, if he takes the sister and sees her nakedness, it says, and she sees his, and that's a euphemism, is often a euphemism for uh, forbidden sexual uh, behavior, relationship. In fact, you have it in the very beginning of the Torah, in the story of uh, Noah. There it says that Noah's uh, son Ham saw his father's nakedness. And the rabbinic understanding of that, at least within the rabbinic tradition, there's discussion not about what he saw, but what he did. So there's discussion about that, with the understanding that Lirot Erva is sometimes used uh, euphemistically in the, in the Bible. So, and then the Torah says, So what does chesed mean? We identify the word chesed, typically, of course, in a very positive way, one who does acts of kindness, of generosity, uh, reaching out to others, but here, it's very strange. He sees her nakedness, she sees his nakedness. It's a forbidden relationship with the Torah will severely punish. For it says, they shall be cut off from their, uh, from their people. Avono Yisa, they bear their sins. Um, so what is chesed? So some interpret chesed that it's a word that means itself and its opposite. And among the commentaries, many assume that the word chesed means a, a disgrace, shame, or disgrace. That the word chesed, they claim, is a word that has the meaning and the opposite. There are many who believe that there are such words that have both their meaning and the opposite of the meaning. And there are some who believe that's not the case. Fundamentally, a word has one meaning. Yes, it may develop in a different way, but fundamentally, it has one meaning. So here there's a question, what is chesed? So, some say chesed means a shame or a disgrace. The Ramban, on the other hand, did not accept that. He didn't think that the word has both its own meaning and the opposite meaning. In general, he doesn't like that idea. And he thinks that chesed, who means here what it usually means, <coughs> chesed. But the point, his point is that what the Torah is saying is it should be chesed. It could be viewed as a kind of chesed. In other words, not that this is chesed, but this is a person who is, in a sense, responsible for the other. You're responsible for your sibling. You're responsible for your sister. Remembering the story, for example, of Avshalom and uh, his sister uh, Tamar. He takes care of his sister. Or even the story of Shechem. The brothers there, they may have misbehaved in Shechem when they massacred the town of Shechem but they are protecting their sister. They're worried about their sister's honor or, or dishonor. Chapter 34 of Genesis, 
So it should be chesed, and this is on the contrary. Someone has acted, in, or they have both acted in an inappropriate way. So that's how the Torah describes, Torah uses the word chesed. Now what's very interesting about the use of the word chesed in this particular context, in general it's interesting always to, looking at the legal sections of the Torah, to see how they relate to the biblical narratives, the narratives of the Torah. In particular, brother-sister relationship, the forbiddenness of a brother and sister to each other comes into play in the stories in Genesis. We have three stories where a man says about his wife, she is my sister. That is chapter 12 of Genesis, chapter 20 of Genesis, chapter 26 of Genesis. In all of those stories, in the first two, Abraham says about Sarah, she's my sister. And Isaac said about Rebekah, she is my sister in chapter 26. And in each case, they were concerned that the uh, king, Pharaoh in the first instance in chapter 12, Avimelech, the king of the Philistines in chapters 20 and 26, would both take their wife and would also have them killed, eliminate the husband. So in each case, they said about their wife, she is my sister. Now, what's interesting in the case of Abraham, for example, in Genesis chapter 20, um, Avimelech, the king, discovers, God informs him in chapter 20, that this woman that he takes, he grabs Sarah. It's not consensual. He grabs Sarah. He thinks it's Abraham's sister. He grabs her. That doesn't make it right, but that's what he does. And then God appears to him in a dream in Genesis chapter 20 and says, you better return this woman. He She's a married woman. And you better return her. And if you don't return her, I'm going to kill you. You and all that you possess. So Avimelech gets up in the morning, speaks to all the people, and then he goes to Avraham, and he says, what have you done? What did you do? What did you, do? you did such terrible things. What did you see to do this, he says, in verse number 10 of chapter 20. And Avraham gives his answer. First he says, there's no fear of God. I saw there was no fear of God. They might kill me. Secondly, he says, she really is my sister. She's the sister from my father's side, but not my mother. I took her for a wife. From this you see that, at least at that time, the assumption was that a sister from the father's side is, is actually permitted to marry. I married her. She's, a lot, she's my sister, but I married her. She's only a sister from the father's side and not from the mother's side, which makes a lot of sense, actually. But that's a separate conversation. But then he says a third thing. In verse, Ever since God caused me to wander aimlessly from my father's house, I said, this is the kindness you should show me, the chesed. Every place we go, so what's very striking, his answer is, well, we do this every place. Don't take it personally. We do it every place we go. Now, all three answers are problematic. That's a separate conversation. But he, 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 the word chesed is mentioned. And what's very striking is that in the next chapter, after Abraham sent away Yishmael, Avimelech goes with his uh, general to greet Abraham in Genesis 21. And he says to Abraham, 
I want you to swear to me that you will not deceive me and my children, grandchildren. I've been so good to you, he says. He lets Abraham stay in his land. He did take his wife, but he lets him stay in the land, and he uses the word chesed. So it's very striking that the Torah, in the story of Abraham and Sarah, brother and sister, twice uses the word chesed. One is Abraham describing this procedure they have every place they go, that she says, he's my brother. That's the chesed you should do. And Avimelech, in speaking to Abraham, Perhaps it's ironic on the Torah's part. Do to me the chesed that I did to you. So you see from this, the Torah seems to be playing off the chesed. And here the Torah says straight out, oh yes, it is chesed. And it's forbidden with the most serious penalty. With the penalty of karet, of being cut off. With avono yisa, you bear your sin for this chesed. So it's a good, perhaps a good example, and there are many others, where the narrative portions of the legal sections of the Torah recall the narrative sections of the Torah. It is very interesting, just to conclude the thought about brother and sister, that in the book of Breshit in Genesis, we have more than one example of where the brother is the one who actually marries off the sister. You have this with Rebecca, when the servant comes to convince Rebecca to leave her home and to go travel faraway land to marry Isaac, it's Lavan the brother, actually, who's the main negotiator for the family. And from that perspective, perhaps it's also easy to understand, perhaps, that Abraham, when he says, say you're my sister, and some interpreters interpret this way, he says, say you're my sister, because this way I will be able to negotiate. And according to some, I'll be able to stall, to delay, or whatever, Till we get out of this place safely, the two of us. So the brother's sister, in a sense, the brother is the one who actually marries her off to somebody else. That's the chesed he can do. The chesed he can do is help the, his sister find a different partner in life, not himself. Because this chesed, one might have said it could have been chesed. It might have been natural. The brother sister, let them marry each other. Maybe it is chesed in that sense. But the Torah forbids it and insists that the sister marry out of the family.